1: Portions of the following program may be pre-recorded. The following program is sponsored by Bridgeway Community Church. It's Real Talk
2: with Dr. David Anderson. How in the world are you today? It's Theological Thursday. We're going to talk about Christian maturity. Come on, let's go.
1: Live from our nation's capital, welcome to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson, an expert on race, religion, and relationships Dr. Anderson wants to talk to you. Our phone lines are now open, 888-432-7434. And now, please welcome Dr. David Anderson, your bridge-building voice in the nation's capital.
2: That's me, your bridge-building voice right here in the nation's capital. Thanks a lot for tuning in today on WAVA. 105.1 FM here out of Arlington, Virginia. We cover all of the DMV and on my socials, it's at Anderson Speaks. Thanks a lot for tuning in. So let me ask you a question. How old are you in Christ? When did you get saved? 10 years ago? Uh, 10 months ago? 10 days ago? Maybe 30 or 40 years ago? Well, guess what? Chronological age in Christ is not the same as maturity in Christ. Today, we're going to talk about christian maturity and before i do let me give you my number bow for a word of prayer and if you have questions about christian maturity give me a call like what does a mature christian look like do you think that you're mature in your faith why or why not and uh what does it take in order to be a mature believer those are just some of the questions and some of the thoughts that i'd like to pose as we have our conversation today my phone number is 888-432-7434. That's 888-43-BRIDGE. I look forward to talking to you. Give me a call now. My lines are wide open. Are you mature in Christ? Do you know someone else who is or who is not? Let's talk about it. But first, let's pray about it. Heavenly Father, thank you for today and the opportunity we have to talk about what it means to grow in Christ. Teach us from your word Teach us from the conversation we have one with another. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. 888-432-7434 is my number live here in studio. Now, if you think about your Christian life, you might say, Pastor, I want to grow. I want to become more mature. I'm not quite sure how to do it. And uh, and I'm I don't know what it looks like. And so I want to talk about that today. And if you have an idea of what you think Christian maturity looks like or should look like, uh, please give me a call, 888-432-7434. You can also get a hold of me at andersonspeaks.com. And you can also get a hold of me at gracism.com. Dot com. Gracism, that's racism with a G in front of it, gracism. Okay, learn what that means. Go to embracegracism.com. Now, I know people who have stood up to receive Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, and they are in the same place that they were when they did it, and yet it's years later. Why is that? Because when you are born again, you're born uh, as a new believer. You have new life, and we love new life. We We love infancy. We love babies, right? But what happens is having a baby and still acting like a baby five or ten years later is a problem. The Apostle Paul put it like this. When I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. But when I became a man, I put the childish ways behind me. And for some believers, they get saved, but then they don't get discipled. They don't grow in their faith. And as a result of that lack of growth, uh, their growth is retarded, if you will. So if a baby is still acting like one at five years old, we'd say something's wrong with that child. Why is that child still breastfeeding, (laughs) right? Why is that child still, uh, uh, you know, not growing physically? There's something wrong. We need to take this child to the doctor because you just expect that if it's healthy, it's going to grow. And healthy things grow. And so what about you? Are you growing in Christ? Have you been growing in Christ? What does it mean to grow in Christ? Do you know God's word? Uh, do you, have you hidden God's word in your heart? Uh, do you know the scriptures? Uh, those are just some of the basic matters of growth. But do you know how to pray? And has somebody taught you how to pray? Uh, so knowing God's word. Knowing how to pray? Do you know how to discern the spirit of God and the God's voice? That's a part of, of discipleship. It's a part of growth, understanding, and, and, and being able to discern the voice of God in your life. But also the behaviors of your life, it's not always connected to um, you know, Christianity, meaning that if you just do a behavior modification program, then somehow you're a mature Christian. You can do a modification program and still not do it out of a place of maturity. You can fast and, and fast for a colonoscopy. You can fast, but it doesn't mean it's a spiritual fast. So what a spiritual fast produces that a physical fast for a medical procedure produces don't bring the same outcome. See, one can bring a Christian maturity, Closer to the Lord, uh, being able to have the ability to listen to God better, the other one is really just holding on and not eating or drinking because you know you have this procedure and so it's not just what you do the behavior but it's why you're doing it and what the outcomes of doing it are. That's why there, there are a lot of people can do Christianity and live out legalistic behavior and think that they've matured, but what they've really done is they've just trained to conform. And there is a difference between Christian growth and Christian conformity. Mm. Amen, somebody. 888-432-7434. Behavior modification does not uh, spiritual maturity make. Now, I'm not saying that people should not conform to good behaviors, but I'm saying good performance, behavioral performance, While it produces something, it doesn't necessarily mean it produces Christian maturity. So then what is the outcome of Christian maturity? What does that look like? Well, that's what I'm asking you. I could just tell you and teach you, but I want to hear from you. My phone number is 888-432-7434. What does Christian maturity look like? are Are you a mature Christian? Are you a maturing Christian? And and what about the people around you who are Christians at your church, uh, in your family? Would you say that they are mature or not? What is it going to take to help you become more mature in Christ? Well, that's what we're talking about today. I'm going to run to my commercial break now. My phone number is 888-432-7434. I want to help you become mature and mighty in Christ. And part of it is understanding what that maturity looks like. We'll be right back.
3: What are you typing?
5: I'm looking for a church to watch online this Sunday.
3: Hey, check out Bridgeway.cc.
5: Bridgeway? I think I've heard of them.
3: Yeah, I attended in person before COVID, but they still have great online services. Bridgeway, it's, uh, it's non-denominational. It's creative. It's multicultural. The messages are
5: powerful. Awesome. I'm going to check them out.
3: Yes, their online services are amazing. The worship is incredible. We're talking biblical messages. They're practical. And they have creative elements, too, you know, like dances and dramas it's really captivating and relevant
5: wow now what about my kids
3: children's program awesome our daughter can't wait to get online every Sunday how often do you hear that
5: wow that sounds great
3: tell you what they're live on Facebook and YouTube every Sunday which do you use Facebook okay cool so I'm gonna set up a watch party Sunday at 10 o'clock be there I'll send you a reminder we'll watch together we'll set up a watch party
5: I think you've got a deal I'll be there on Facebook at 10 o'clock Sunday morning
1: Search for Bridgeway Community Church on Facebook and YouTube every Sunday at 8 a.m., 10 a.m. and noon. Or just go to bridgeway.cc.
6: Have you ever listened to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson and wondered how we come up with heartfelt discussions on Marriage Mondays or engaging topics on Tough Topic Tuesdays? Well, our listeners are our inspiration we would love to keep hearing from you, so if you have an idea for the show, let us know because comprehension begins with conversation. Send us your ideas by sending an email to info at and join the conversation on Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson.
1: Welcome back to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. Join our text community and receive a free weekly text from Dr. Anderson. Just text the word INSPIRE to 97000. That's I-N-S-P-I-R-E to 97000. And now, back to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. That's me,
2: Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. Have you ever heard of that term, adulting? Well, that's something that some of us need to do if we are believers in Christ, we've been uh, Christian children, infants, spiritual babies long enough. And what God is saying is it's time for you to grow up for Christ's sake, grow up. And part of what Paul is trying to tell the Ephesians is they need to grow in Christ uh, as well. He told the Corinthians, when I was a child, I spake as a child, understood as a child, thought of as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. So what does Christian maturity actually look like? That's today's Theological Thursday topic, the theology of Christian maturity. I'd love to hear from you on the topic. What do you think it looks like? What are those outcomes and results? Uh, And that there is a distinct difference between chronology and maturity. Just because you've been saved for 10 years doesn't mean you're mature. Um, Or you can be saved for three years and are more mature than somebody who's been saved for 30. So uh, don't let chronology... Uh, trip you up thinking, well, I've been in a church for 30 years. I must be a strong Christian. That's actually not true. It takes spiritual growth, all right, to in order to to strengthen your relationship with God and your faith. And then that comes out in many different ways. So what do you think that looks like? My number is 888-432-7434. Or just remember the word bridge. Eight 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 four three bridge. Let's kick off the show with D, who's on the line from Calvert County, Maryland. Hello, D. It's Doctor Anderson. How are you?
4: I'm well. Thank you for asking. And um, it's just a pleasure to be on your show. I listen a lot. yeah' <laughs> so It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks. So I was driving, and yeah, and I heard. You know, it's like okay, you're you're going through the the, uh, the characteristics of a mature. You know, Christian, you know, in the Word, and and uh, you know, having the Word in your heart, and I'm like, oh yeah, I, I maybe maybe I am a mature Christian, and then all of a sudden a garbage truck pulled out in front of me, and I wasn't so mature. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that made sense. <laughs> but then you said, then you said it was, you know, the things that we do are not necessarily who we are inside. It's not right. it's, it's not an exact repl- replication, right? Right. So, uh, but I think though that you know I was saved like a hundred times, and you know I kept thinking, you know, and I was never acting right, and um, you know I just kept staying in the Word and staying in the Word and staying in the fellowship and reading, and and when, when I realized that I was so in love with Jesus mm. that that was you know that was when I knew that I was a mature Christian because my desires were his desires uh-huh. and um and so I changed but I don't know when that exactly happened but I know that it's you know it, it's it's all about the love you know it's love I know he loves me I know I love him I, you know and then your service changes your service to others changes because you do it from a different motivation than, you know you have to right you want to
2: Right. Yeah, that is definitely one of the ways to know that you are maturing, D, because you're back to why we do what we do. You know, are you fasting because of a colonoscopy, which is not a problem, or are you fasting because you're giving something up, sacrificing something that matters to you so you can get closer to the Lord? It's the same act, right, but uh, the outcome is different based on the intention. And what I'm hearing you say is that, you know, your intentions change once your affection for the Lord uh, changed. And the more you begin to love Jesus and realize how much he loved you, that began to change your intentions and your motivations, which also did, does change your behaviors, doesn't it?
4: Right. Right. It does.
2: But but it doesn't um, mean that when a truck so comes in front of you, uh, it doesn't mean that when a truck comes in <laughs> front of you, you're not always <laughs> right. going to, you know, <laughs> do the right thing. <laughs>
4: Yeah. Right. Right. So. But but um yeah. It was. But I just. It was a pleasure to speak with you. I always listen, and I hope I just. You know. It, I think that uh, when they always say you have to have a personal relationship, you know, and it's like okay, but then you do when you do when you're in His Word all the time, and you're in you are gaining in that personal relationship. Yeah. And yeah. you're discerning the Word of God. I know. I mean, I, He doesn't talk to me often, but I know when it's when it's God. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that—that's moving, in my, moving that's,
2: in my gut, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's another outcome, really, of someone yeah. who is close to the Lord and growing in the Lord is they actually uh, are more familiar and acquainted with the with the voice of the Lord, and that discernment factor mm-hmm. is even more clear mm-hmm. the closer you are to Him. Okay. So, well done. Keep it, keep it, keep going and keep growing. Okay, Miss D.
7: Thank you. Thank you.
2: Blessings to you. That's D in Calvert County. Maryland, well, you know, uh, we have animals at our house, right? And if the animals hear a voice that is not familiar, they start barking right away. If the animals hear a voice that's familiar, uh, they don't bark in the same way. They may bark like, hello, daddy's home. Hello, you know, one of my children are home or one of our family friends are home. Ruff, ruff, rough, rough, there's that bark. But then there's this other bark that they hear, that we hear, and we're like, oh, someone is either walking up on the property or something because that's not the, I'm familiar with the person bark. That's a stranger is near us bark. Well, in the same way, you know, the scripture says that the Lord knows our name, but the sheep actually know the voice of the shepherd, and so the more intimate, the more close the sheep is with the shepherd, the sheep know who the shepherd is. And that's why Jesus said in John 10, the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. But I've come that you might have life, have it to the full. But it says that he ba- basically knows uh, our voice. We know, The sheep know his voice. And so part of Christian maturity is not only what Dee originally said, and that was she realized how much she loved the Lord, but that relationship then breeds a familiarity where you know the voice of the Lord. And the further you are away from the Lord, the more the voice is strange, the more there's a different bark because this is not a familiar family person. This is someone who's not really uh, close to, To the faith. And in a sense, relationally, some people may say that they're Christians, but they would not know what the voice of God sounded like. They wouldn't have any idea because they may have gotten saved one day, right? They may have been in church, but the Lord could be telling them something and they would not even know it was the Lord's voice because they're not growing in maturity. Growing in maturity uh, means that you are hearing God's voice. You are knowing God's word, and you are connecting with him. What do you think Christian maturity looks like? And do you think that you're mature in your faith? Why or why not? How can I help you uh, get on the track toward maturity? Maturity is not something that happens overnight, friends. It's not like today I'm immature, but tomorrow I'm mature. It doesn't work like that. Uh, But let me tell you how it does work. I texted with a friend, and I asked him how his kids were. Well, last time I saw his kids... They were like in elementary school. Now he's saying they are playing soccer at the high school where my kids graduated from. So we can see that over time his kids grew, grew in their knowledge, grew in their sports, and now are in high school. And so it's like, wow, that's, that's amazing. So you can see the growth and the development. But it took years. Right Now, again, physical maturity and physical chronology is not the same as spiritual maturity and spiritual chronology. So five years with somebody who you haven't seen physically may look different. But five years with someone spiritually, they could still be in the same place and you would not be able to tell uh, where whether they've grown or not. They look the same. How does somebody different five years from now because they've invested in their Christian maturity that would be a wonderful way to for you to look at yourself where was I five years ago and where am I now am I more mature now than I than I was then and if if you say yes I am then my question to you and to me as I look in the mirror and that is simply this how do you know what looks different. Okay? 888 432 7434 Let's go to Mike. He's in Bowie, Maryland. Hi Mike, it's Dr. Anderson. How are you?
8: I'm fine, Dr. Anderson. How are you doing?
2: I'm alive and grateful, my friend, and glad that you're hanging out with me today. What are you thinking?
8: Well, I was thinking um you say seems like we we would have to do the things that God and Christ have said. And I read first John chapter two, verse three and four, it says the way that you know, you know him is if you keep his commandments. Yeah. And then it says, if you say, you know him and you're not keeping the commandments, you're a liar. Yeah. How do we, what what do you, what's your take on that?
2: Well, first of all, I love it. Thank you so much. What a great question, Mike. Um, My whole, my whole point is there are people who can try to keep those commandments. And there are some people I know that keep those commandments better than Christians. <laughs> and so the, I'm not saying you don't keep the commandments or you don't have the right behaviors. I'm saying that you can be duped in thinking that if you have the right behaviors, somehow that equals Christian maturity. And this is why when when Jesus was talking in Matthew chapter seven, uh, you know, he says there will be people who come up to me. And say, well, well, Lord, Lord, didn't I do this? And didn't I do that? And, you know, in your name, like they had all these great behaviors. And what does Jesus say to them? I never knew you. Away from me, you evildoers. In other words, we do have to do the will of God. But some people do things out of a motive that actually is not growing them up into Christian maturity. So I agree with the verse, uh, definitely, of course I do. We want to keep the commands of God. But the question is, do you keep those commands for the right reason? And I think our last caller hit it just right, Mike, when she said, I was so in love with Jesus that, you know, I want to do what he's asking me to do. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes I slip, yeah, because a truck just jumped in front of me and I probably didn't have a great attitude. But the motive, the connection is for the right reason. Now, let me ask you a question, Mike. Are you married? Yes. Have you ever bought flowers for your wife? Uh, Yes. <laughs> it took a while. <laughs> it took a while there, Mike. Okay. All right. All right. So you know that if you take flowers to your wife, and you, you could do it out two ways. One, because I'm sorry. Two, because I love you just because. Or three, she's really mad at you, and she said, if you just give me some flowers, we, we will be fine. Um. The same action is getting the flowers. But what she wants to know is why you got her the flowers. And she can tell what the motive behind the behavior is. So behavior is important, but the motive behind it is what I'm talking about. All right, my friend?
8: So so are you saying that you can know Jesus and not keep the commandments?
2: I'm definitely not saying that. (laughs) Definitely not saying that. Hey, I got to run to my break, man. Okay. I got to run to my break. Unless you want to hold on. If you want to hold on, you can. You want to? Why not? Yeah. Okay, hold on.
0: On day one as governor, Glenn Youngkin will get to work for Virginians. He will prioritize public safety by defending, not defunding our police. And he'll fire the McAuliffe-anointed corrupt parole board that puts violent criminals back on our streets. Yunkin will ensure that our schools stay open five days a week. He'll raise teacher pay, rebuild our schools, and strengthen special ed programs. Glenn Youngkin will keep Virginia open, and he'll cut the cost of living for Virginians by immediately eliminating the grocery tax and suspending the recent gas tax hike and you'll invest in our roads and highways, making our businesses more competitive. Your constitutional rights? Glenn Youngkin will defend them, protecting our First and our Second Amendment rights and restoring the photo ID requirement to vote, making it easy to vote but hard to cheat. Glenn Youngkin is ready to get to work for you to ensure Virginia is the best place to live, work,
9: and raise a family. I'm Glenn Youngkin, candidate for governor, and I paid for this ad. Hi, I'm Chuck, founder of A-Action Home Services. We're family-owned and operated since 1976. We specialize in plumbing, electrical, and heating. When I started A-Action, my goal was to build a business with lifelong customers. How did I do this? By respecting our customers' time and great customer service. So call us today, and you too can say, Problem Solved. 703-922-1900, aactionhomeservices.com. Hear 105.1 FM WAVA wherever you are on our
1: mobile app or on iHeart. Tune in and now on radio.com.
3: Listen to your favorite Christian programs anytime on the OnePlace app. Download and listen offline. Stream to your car or automated home device. Download OnePlace at Google Play or the iTunes App Store.
5: Don't miss Through the Bible with J. Vernon McGee, Monday through Friday at 5.30 a.m. right here on WAVA.
1: NASDAQ is a. We love our cellular shades from Blinds.com. They're beautiful and make our entire house feel more like home.
6: Thousands of customers update their home every month with Blinds.com. Whether you just moved to a new place or just want to give your home a little love this fall, go to Blinds.com for brand new window treatments and make your house feel more like home. Blinds.com makes it easy and affordable to upgrade your whole house with the latest styles, premium materials, and even motorization with no hidden fees or misleading quotes. Not sure where to start. Get advice from a Blinds.com professional design consultant for free. Whether you want to do it yourself or have them handle the measuring and installation for you, Blinds.com has you covered with free shipping and a 100% guaranteed perfect fit. Go to Blinds.com now to shop and save up to 35% off site-wide. That's Blinds.com for up to 35% off. Blinds.com. Pay over time with PayPal credit at Blinds.com. PayPal credit is subject to credit approval. Visit Blinds.com slash PayPal for details. Rules and restrictions may apply.
2: It's Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. Welcome to the second half of the program. We're talking about the theology of Christian maturity. It's Theological Thursday. What does Christian maturity look like? And do you think that you are mature in your faith? Why or why not? I said there is a big difference between chronology and maturity. I also said that behavior modification doesn't necessarily uh, mean that you are uh, mature in, in your faith. Uh, Mike called. He's on the line now from Bowie, Maryland, talking about keeping the commands of the Lord. So let me go back to Mike now. Hey, Brother Mike, it's Dr. Anderson. Thanks for holding on again. Okay.
8: Oh, no problem. So what are you, what do what are you Thanks thinking now? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm reading what that scripture says. It sounds like it's saying the way that you know, that you know Christ is if you keep his commandments. And so, I hear people, a lot of people telling me they have a personal relationship and they're not keeping the commandments. Someone yeah. is, are the people telling the truth or is the right. Bible telling the truth?
2: Well, the Bible is telling the truth that one of the telltale signs of somebody who is in Christ is that they are keeping his commands. But it's also true that you, two things can be true at the same time, depending what those things are. It's also true that there are people who can live a good life and keep those same commands uh, and not be in Christ. So there's that side of it. There's also the case that there are people who are in Christ, but they're not living out those commands yet. They're still in the process because sanctification is a process. Uh, and it would be great if, as soon as I came to know Christ... He downloaded this program into my mind and I never would sin again. So I don't think it's about being sinless, but I would say it's about sinning less. And so over time, you should be sinning less as opposed to being sinless. And uh, what happens if if you do look at somebody's life and you see that they didn't follow a command, what you don't want to do is judge that and be like, they can't be a Christian. You understand what I'm saying? So you want to see consistency over time, but it doesn't mean every single time you're going to keep God's command. That's just not going to happen.
8: Okay. Well, then the part of the scripture where it says, he that says he knows Christ and doesn't keep the commandments is a liar, and the truth is not in him. That's the part that sort of made me say, wait a minute, this seems like it's a serious uh, declaration of how you actually know whether or not you really know him.
2: right well, and first you know, John's a great book for this because it reminds us that all of us who are trying to be real and to grow in christ we need to be we need to be focusing in on uh doing what God has asked us to do and to be like the wise man who built his house on a firm foundation, and so there's no doubt about it, but if somebody says that you know they're a believer uh and they're consistently. Uh, living a life that an unbeliever lives, then, then basically they're lying. But I don't think it's point in time. I think it's over time, and you have to look at it over time. You can't, like, look at it in the moment and say you know what that person said they're a christian but they did that therefore they must be lying they're not a christian because what that doesn't do is it doesn't give room for growth over time and physically we all grow over time from the time we were infants to the time we were toddlers to the time we were in high school to the time we're 30 40 50 years old right and so if you see somebody a moment in time they look seven years old you know but give them time and they're going to look different and the same for christians give them time the difference is they've got to invest in their Christian life in order to grow spiritually. You with me? Okay. Okay. So thanks a lot for hanging with me, man. I I, I know, God bless you, I know it's it's hard sometimes, but the problem is We can become really legalistic about behavior. And I'm telling you, behavior modification does not spiritual maturity make. And we're talking not just about whether someone's saved or not. And that passage is talking about, look, how do you know somebody's saved? If they're not keeping the commands continually, then they must be a liar. Okay, got that. All right. But we're talking not necessarily simply about salvation. We're talking about maturity. Let's say you are saved. Let's say you are born again. How do you grow so that you can be keeping those commands more than not keeping those commands? That's what we're, we're talking about. And that's what I'm trying to get to today to help you out. Because the reality is, if I tell you just keep those commands, you'll go out and be like, Pastor, I'm going to do it. Let me tell you the problem with that. Uh, how if you don't? What if you find yourself keep falling? You're going to get discouraged and disillusioned. But if I can tell you how to grow so you're stronger in order to do those commands, Then, when it's time to do those commands, you're going to be better at doing them because you're more prepared, you're more strengthened, and you're more insightful. Are you with me? Okay, 888-432-7434. Let's go to Robert in Waldorf, Maryland. Hey, Robert, it's Dr. Anderson. How are you?
10: I'm doing great, Dr. Anderson. Thanks so much for uh, for having me on the call. I'm loving the conversation here, and I love uh, just the conversation you have overall, it just makes us talk about some of those things that could be uncomfortable right. talking about, but they're they're real conversations. This is the title of your your show. Um, but but one thing that I was just thinking about um, behavioral wise, yeah. Um, when we talk about your growth and maturity, one thing that I think that's a great barometer when I look back over my life is forgiveness. Ooh. How m- much do I forgive? Mm. Um, and then not only that, do the You you pointed on it a little bit earlier. Those things that bother me at one time, do they still bother me the exact same way, or is it less? Right. And that kind of has helped me to know as far as myself, growth-wise, have I grown? Because in that forgiveness, when you truly forgive somebody, that, that's including all the fruits of the Spirit. you know. So I know mm. I had to grow in those areas in order to be able to grow to forgive somebody. Mm. And one last point, one thing that I've done uh, that I looked at in forgiveness for myself personally is, I used to think about forgiveness sometimes with somebody I've heard it said before that it's the best thing you can give yourself, best gift you can give yourself. Also saying that you're drinking poison is like you're drinking poison if you don't forgive. Right. And that kind of focuses on the person that's doing the forgiveness. Yeah. I don't really like that perspective. I'm with you. Because Jesus, God gave us his son for us forgiveness wise. Yeah. Uh, forgiveness of our sins. He gave Jesus to us, but he didn't do it for himself. I like it. He gave it to us. So he, we were the ones who were the initial the initial people who was the recipient of the blessing of it. So when we're giving that forgiveness, we got to think about the other person. And and one yeah. last point, um, I grew up without my father in my life, and it was it came to a point where I was so angry, and God had dealt with me, and and I, and and when I gave my life to Christ, I said, God, I need to know where this where this anger comes from. And He told me it's out of unforgiveness towards my father. Right. So after repenting and God uh, helping me with my heart, I was able to go to my dad and tell him, Dad, I forgive you. Now, I did that without him asking for forgiveness. Right. I, I I told him I forgive him for not being in my life the way he could have. But I also knew this. I said, Dad, if you're anything like me, which you are because you're my dad, mm-hmm. you beat yourself up more than I could ever beat you up. I want you to know what I forgive you. But the release that he had that I that I heard in his voice and I knew that he had, I said, man, and, and that led to what was uh, – what was that led to me later being able to lead him to Christ I love it but that never would have happened had I never told him I forgive him I love it and so I just know that the recipients need that sometimes but that's a great barometer um, and I'm sorry, I don't want to take up too much time. No, I'm going to get one last point. I just want to thank you because you helped encourage me uh, to write a book. I told you I had I had a book written. I just needed wow. to kind of put it together, and you was like, "Well, it's taking you so long. Put it together." <laughs> and, and back in March, I was able to release it. It's, it's titled It's titled Cultivate Your Soul. It's a 30-day devotional. I and love I it. Congratulations!
2: So hey, send it to me on social media so I can uh, take a look at it. I'm running to this commercial break. God bless you, Robin. I'm so proud of you. I'll be right back. This is real talk. With Dr. David Anderson. If you live in the Bowie, Greenbelt, Glendale, or Woodmore area, anywhere in that vicinity, guess what? Laser Landscaping LLC wants to make your lawn look beautiful they will mow your lawn they'll edge around the outskirts of your lawn they'll put up plants whatever you need to make your house pop they'll do it for you give them a call 240-516-4967 that's 240-516-4967 ask for the owner Fidel and tell them that Dr. Anderson sent you And it looks just wonderful, as well as the kitchen windows, too. So check it out. They can help you if you're in my listening area. Their number, again, at Improved Remodeling is 240-505-4944. Let's go to Yvonne in Odington.
5: We all want to get back to normal, and getting the COVID-19 vaccine puts us closer to that goal. Getting vaccinated is a critical step towards reducing the impact COVID-19 has on our family, friends, and neighbors. Did you know hundreds of thousands of Prince Georgians have received at least the first dose? This is huge, and we need your help to continue fighting the virus by getting vaccinated. Vaccinations are now available at Prince George's County operated COVID-19 clinics for individuals 12 and older who live or work in the county. Eligible individuals do not need an appointment to get vaccinated, But do require consent from a parent or legal guardian for individuals 17 and younger. So get vaccinated today and let your family, friends, and community know that you're proud to be protected. Visit mypgc.us forward slash COVID vaccine to learn more.
2: Real talk with Dr. David Anderson. So, Christ gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach in the unity, in the faith, and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. God wants us to become mature. Verse 14 of this same passage which is in Ephesians 4, says this, then we will no longer be infants, tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of people in their deceitful scheming. Check this out. One of the ways you know someone's not mature, even if they've been around for 10, 20, 30 years in the faith, is that they're blown back and forth with the newest wind of doctrine, the newest New Age uh, new age uh, religion, the newest thing in town with regard to faith. And they're reading all kind of books. And it's not like they're reading it for research. They're like, man, I heard about this thing, this astrology and this horoscope and this and then. You bring them back from that. And before you know it, you know, they're, they're in Christ, but then somebody else comes up with this new thing and they're like, Hey man, have you heard about this? And this topic of uh, the black Israelites. And then over here, this topic about uh, the Jehovah's witnesses. And then over here, this topic about w- what does that show you? It shows you that they're in verse 14, Ephesians 4, 14, then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching. And by the cunning and craftiness of people and their deceitful scheming. Okay, so Christian maturity is what we're talking about. If you just turn the radio on, what does it mean to be mature as a Christian? What does it look like? That's what we've been talking about today. Let's go to Seabrook, Maryland, and talk to Brian, who's on the line. Hi, Brian. It's Dr. Anderson. How are you, sir? Oh,
11: good, Dr. Anderson. Happy Theological Thursday.
2: <laughs> Thank you so much, my friend. You are on, and I'm loving talking yeah. to you. What are you thinking about today?
11: Well, I'm glad that you read that verse because that's kind of uh, what I'm thinking, you know, as I as I still adjust to being back in America. Um, what do we do when we find ourselves in a place where those who who boast about the maturity or have a, have a very strong certainty about the maturity um, are being influenced by cultural aspects of we'll say the
2: country, yeah. that are not necessarily mature. Yeah. They may not be as mature as they think, but what happens is in Christianity, we so interweave our Christianity with our culture, Western culture, and even our Western mm-hmm. cultural politics, that if one's yeah. faith is so interwoven with their uh Ethnic views, racial views, political views, uh, you know, environmental views, whatever it may be, they may not actually know, uh, Brian, uh, that they have been contaminated. Now, it doesn't mean Mm -hmm. that it doesn't mean they're not mature. They just may not be as healthy And part of Christian maturity is understanding that I have some toxicity. I have some unhealth inside of me. So when the word of God kind of uh, shows me and illuminates, wow, I, I didn't know that, or I, I, I was wrong in that, or man, I can't believe I was duped like, like that. Wow. When they see it, that's when you know, they're growing. You know what I mean? So I,
11: I guess the best, you know, um, Advice to to serving our brothers and sisters who uh, we recognize these things, and I'm I'm not saying that I'm immune at all to to sin or confusion or cultural influence. But the best uh, thing to do is uh, just I suppose pray for pray, discernment. Pray, pray, pray for discernment and uh, pray that we can um, point things out in love. I
2: That's guess. it. Love, love will okay. indeed. Uh, You know, that's the same passage I just read. If you go to the next verse, it says, instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect mature. So part of it is speaking the truth in love and then living that love out, whether they ever come around or not, like whether they ever realize that, you know, their Christianity is contaminated or, or maybe, you know, they should change their thinking patterns or their behaviors or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Love, I think, is the key and patience and prayer. Yeah, I'm still praying that some people will discern how um uh their faith has been so contaminated with uh some cultural ideas that, you know it's it's really hurting their it's really hurting their relationship. Listen, not just with God, it's hurting their relationship with their brothers and sisters in Christ. Absolutely, absolutely. So I feel you, Brian. I know exactly what you're saying, and I appreciate you bringing it up today.
11: Well, thank you. It's that wisdom that has me um, uh, coming to your church digitally right now, and I really appreciate you, Dr. Anderson.
2: Oh, wow, that is wonderful. Thank you for coming, my friend. God bless you, okay?
11: Thank you so much. Have a great day.
2: You too now. Listen, I'm running to my final break. When I get back, Cynthia, if you're still there on the New Jersey Turnpike, I'll come to you as soon as the commercial break is over. This is Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson.
3: Hello, I'm Everett Helmuth, owner and president of the Passport Automotive Group. During this unique time in our history, we at Passport Auto want you to know that we're considered an essential business and we're open to meet your automotive needs. As you manage taking care of your family during this current situation, we know that your vehicle may play a key role. If you're looking to purchase or service a vehicle, we want to assure you that we're doing everything we can to promote a safe and secure experience. We encourage you to utilize our at-home car buying resources like viewing our Excellent website. Having us send you a video walkthrough of the vehicle you're interested in, purchasing that vehicle online, or if you prefer, we'll bring the entire auto buying experience to the safety of your home or office. Passport sells and services new and certified pre-owned vehicles in the brands you love: BMW, Infiniti, Toyota, Nissan, Mazda, and Mini Cooper. We have nine convenient locations in Virginia and Maryland. Visit us today at passportauto.com. We look forward to working with you and keeping you safe.
6: Summer has arrived, and if you can't enjoy it because of the discomfort, swelling, and achiness of those varicose and spider veins in your legs, we can help. At Vein Clinics of America, our doctors specialize in just one thing, the expert treatment of vein disease. We've been relieving the pain and discomfort caused by vein disease for over 40 years, restoring the confidence, appearance, and health to over 300,000 pairs of legs belonging to people just like you. Using the latest minimally invasive techniques in an outpatient setting, we'll have you back on your feet in less than a. Hour With little to no downtime, will leave you with less discomfort, more confidence, and an entire summer to enjoy the activities and summer wardrobe you've been looking forward to. Best of all, Medicare and most insurance is accepted. So call Bain Clinics of America now to see if you qualify for a free consultation to review your condition and treatment options. This summer, live your best life. Call 800-831-3434. 800-831-3434. That's 800-831-3434.
1: This week on Truth For Life, we begin a new series in the book of James titled Faith That Works. This New Testament letter is filled with practical wisdom for daily living, and it challenges us to behave like believers. Listen Monday through Friday to Truth For Life
3: with Alistair Bay.
7: Weekdays at 1 a.m. and 8 a.m. on
5: WAVA.
9: Hi, it's Chuck Teets with A-Action Home Services. Brisk fall nights are coming, and we're offering a preseason heating tune-up special for only $69. I guarantee to make your system more efficient and trouble-free. Furthermore, should you experience any heating problem this winter, I'll give you a priority service, waive our trip charge, and diagnose your problem for free. What else would you expect from a company that's been in business since 1976? So call today at 703-922-1900.
2: Rebecca Rodriguez says on my Facebook page, maturity in Christ reflects the heart of God in actions, thoughts, and love. Growing means you accept your need for God when you fail and you hold on to him. Repent and repeat until you meet him. Amen to that. Thank you. Hello, Linda Genty Iskerzak. It's good to see you on my Facebook page as well. As promised, Cynthia's. On the New Jersey Turnpike. Let's get her while she's there. Hello, Cynthia. You are my final caller. How are you today?
7: I'm good. How are you? Thank you for taking my call. I know we're at the last few minutes, and I'm on the road, so I caught the uh, I caught the show in the middle. So um, you may have defined it, or uh, like I have a couple things I'm just going to throw out, and then I'll you know okay. you go from there. The first thing is, and, and the comment you just made kind of speaks to that, but how do you define uh, spiritual maturity? How do I, spiritual f- maturity mm-hmm. with respect, with respect to like what the purpose and function of in general of this Christian slash faith walk that we have with God. And then the last thing is that scripture you mentioned when I became an adult and I read the Bible for myself, about the concept of, you know, um, meeting Jesus or whomever at the pearly gates and being told, you know, hey, I did all this stuff. I believe, you know, I thought I was believing and I did all this stuff and then being told, you know, I I, I don't know you, get away from here. <laughs> right. I, that, I found that to be very haunting and it took me on a, a spiritual journey about that and understanding that concept of our intentions and motivations. And the place that I landed was that Romans, I think it's 14, about, you know, people of various faiths and beliefs and, you know, coming to terms with that and how we can live together in peace and love.
2: Yeah, yeah. Very, very good. Hey, well, I think in answer to your first question so far as defining Christian maturity and all of that, uh, for me, and you tell me if you agree with this, for me, I look at uh, Galatians 5.22, the fruit of the Spirit. As probably one of the best ways of seeing how I'm maturing and how I'm doing in Christ. And that fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. In those nine areas, when I'm growing and maturing in Christ, they're looking really good. (laughs) And uh, when I'm not, they're looking really bad. So... Um, I can I can give you that right there. Hey, listen, I've got to run. I'm at the end of the show. Uh, the final thing I will uh, will say with regard uh, to this is: yes, we have to live peace and love. And there are uh, sort of the Romans 14 people from maybe a different faith or God having a different way of connecting with the Jews as opposed to the Gentiles. There's that's a whole show in and of itself. But the bottom line is there are religious people. Even Paul said some preach out of selfish ambition uh, and and bad motives. Others preach from the right motives. I'm just glad Christ is being preached. Our motives and our intentions are what really matters uh, to God. And he tells us when we get to heaven, you know, wood, hay, and stubble, some of the things we've done, just going to burn away because it wasn't the right intention. But those things that we do with the right intention, with love, uh, they will come forth as pure gold. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for the opportunity you gave us to have this conversation. Help us to grow in you. Uh, Forgive us when we're slow in trying to uh, uh, grow spiritually, and we're just asking that you would uh, continue to be patient with us and allow the fruit of the Spirit to come forth in our lives, for it is in your name, Jesus, we pray, amen and amen.
9: children